any other option they could look at? I mean, um, we, we, we've already mentioned that uh, can government decide to um, propose some kind of um, expenditures to support or make the payments to the pension fund? Uh, And starting this June on Joy News, we connect you to the rest of the continent on Connect Africa with me, Blessed Sugar. The issue about loss and damage reparations. Uh, how is the West receiving such a call from especially African leaders? You know, the loss is actually being borne by African countries. I will be here live from the Joy News studio speaking to our affiliates and correspondents from across Africa with news, analysis, interviews and conversations from the rest of the continent. If you look at successive opinion polls, Peter Obi seems to be leading. So the question is if the security insecurity causes a low voter turnout. Would it impact on the fortunes of the candidate? Join us on Connect Africa on the Join News Channel. Good morning. Welcome to Join News Desk. My name is Aisha Vaim. Coming up this morning, Finance Minister hints of possible structural reforms under the IMF program. We'll tell you about what he's been saying about the school feeding program and the livelihood empowerment against poverty program as well. NDC's candidate also in the Ascent North parliamentary by-election says the decision by the court to have his latest case heard on a daily basis does not scare him. And in the maiden edition of our latest feature series, Adapt Flood of Trauma, we're talking about how some flood victims have constantly lived in fear any time it gets cloudy and how that is impacting their lives. Plus, a second part of a nation that begs as tonight on Joy News will tell you what to expect in today's episode. We have details plus business all in this package coming up shortly. Stay with us. This candidate in the Athen North by election, James Dachikwesin, has described the shadow of hearings into the criminal case against him as a ploy by the executive to intimidate him. On February 12, 2022, the state charged Mr. Kwesin with five counts, deceit of a public officer, forgery of a passport, knowingly making a false statutory declaration, perjury and false declaration. The court, presided by Justice Mary Ekwe Janzu, has announced that the case will be heard on a day-to-day basis beginning Tuesday, June 20. Reacting to the latest twist, James Dachukwesen says the development does not scare him. I said it. Even they want to give me a bedroom in the court, I still know it's wait for me. Hmm. They want, if they want me to see me in court every hour, which means I can't leave, they should give me a chamber to sleep there. I'm still going to stand strong and tall and fight for my people. So for J.M. and uh, Muhammad and those guys, they all understand. They all understand what I want to do for Asinor and what I want to do for Ghana. Why are we frustrating our own kind? Court court how many people have found on to about my own? Before I start voting, before I start voting, I didn't want to vote. I just said, 
This morning, uh, former Greek minister Dr. Fria Koto and former energy minister Boache Jack were expected to file their nominations at the NPP headquarters. We're also hearing that former trades minister Dr. Kunedu Apriko has been turned away because his documents are not up to my colleague. Samuel Mbura is monitoring events at the NPP headquarters for us. He joins us shortly. Uh, Mbura, uh, what can you report from the NPP headquarters? So, as at the moment, as you indicated, Dr. Konedu Apriko has been turned away uh, because his um, documents were not complete. Uh, so, the elections committee has asked that he goes to complete the documents and then return. So, uh, what I'm learning is that he didn't add his uh, personal achievements or his contributions to the party as well as his uh, CV. So, he has been asked to go and get all those documents um, in touch and then, uh, I mean, intact and then come back uh, to go through the process. So the team tells me that they should be back on Friday or Saturday to complete the entire uh, process. So he, he was the first person to actually arrive today. And today we are expecting three of them to come and file uh, their nominations. Um, the former um, energy minister, Boache Jacque, is supposed to, um, supposed to uh, file his nomination today. We also um, have um, the Mr. Boache Ejako and then that of um, the um, Adainimo, former uh, MP for Mampon thing, also coming to file his uh, nomination. So at the moment, the supporters uh, are here to rally their support behind him. As you can see behind me, we have supporters uh, holding their, I mean, placards talking about the achievements of Dr. Efi Yakoto. So his team. Uh, is actually here to go through the entire uh, process there. So I, I'll try and then get to him through as he has arrived here with his team to uh, tell us how they intend to go by the uh, entire uh, process. So he'll be the second person um, to file nomination for today after Dr. Konedi Apreko. But we know that the first person to file process in this entire uh, elections in the MPP uh, was a former trade and industry minister, uh, Mr. Alan Chamante. We also had the vice president filing his yesterday. So let me just get closer to the former trade minister, find out from him uh, what he and his team have here to offer. So uh, he's, he's just getting down from the car. I'll try and find out from him what he makes about that. So, so that is him. Uh, good morning, sir. Welcome to Join News. You are live on Join News. Thank you. What do you have to tell us, uh, you and your uh, team? Let, let, me, let me meet my chairman, please. Yeah, yes. Okay, so if you could exercise. Yeah. All right, so he'll be granting the interview right after the filing of the nomination. So uh, he and his team, they're here already. They are expected to go and meet the elections committee of the MPP, and then they'll come back and address us. So later in the day, we are expecting... Um, and Mr. Adainimo to also, uh, Mr. Jaco to also come and join the entire uh, process here. So that is the situation here, Aisha. If you have further questions, you can ask. If not, you take over from me 
from the NPP headquarters. Well, that's Samuel Mbura at the NPP headquarters, and you see it's a charged atmosphere with the former Agric Minister, Dr. Kutufri, uh, going in to file his nominations. We'll definitely go back as we're hearing that former Energy Minister, Boachie Jacon, will also be filing his nominations. Definitely, we'll be going back to the NPP headquarters and bring you more as and when we get it. But right now, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata is hinting at structural reforms under the IMF program, briefing the media about the latest on Ghana's program and government's ambitious growth agenda. Kenneth Furiata said the school feeding budget will be increased, and he adds that payment of bi monthly stipends to households under the Livelihood Empowerment Against Poverty program LEAP will also be doubled. In line with our tradition of compassion and care for the underprivileged. We expect to strengthen social protection through increases in social spending to protect the most vulnerable and the poor from the impact of adjustment under the program. Recall that the 2023 budget already made specific provision for one, doubling the leap payment per beneficiary household from 45 CDs per month to 90 CDs with progressive increases in the number of beneficiary households from the current 344,185 households. Coverage will be expanded to all 2.5 million extremely poor individuals by 2024. We plan that by end September 2023, an indexation mechanism will be introduced in the LEAP program to prevent erosion of value over time. Increasing the budgetary allocation for the school feeding program to compensate for higher cost of meals and also to ensure more efficient management of the program. Increasing the capitation grant over time as part of measures to improve foundational learning. Part one was a genesis. Part two is captioned hero to zero. In part two of a nation that begs, we'll tell you how Ghana, Africa's top producer of gold, moved from being a hero in the eurobond market to begging for debt relief in both domestic and international capital market. Less than three years after becoming a trailblazer, Ghana has been sent packing from the eurobond. We'll take you to on the ride and tell you how after several months of refusal the government eventually took a sharp U-turn to seek a bailout support from the IMF. As foreign liquidity began to dry up, exposing the weakness in Ghana's economic fundamentals, the only option was for Ghana to turn to the IMF for a bailout package. Professor Bopin sounded the alarm bells. He said going to the IMF was inescapable. I personally don't think that um, the IMF is a long-term so- uh, solution to our problems. And the reason I say so is that we've been there 16, 17 times. Is that okay? And practically every three years and some few months, we've had to go to the IMF and all of that. But as we always say, what takes us to the IMF has to do with the fundamentals. And as we, we sit right now, everything points to that. The calls to register for an IMF bailout became intense. After seeing Article 4, after seeing the COVID report, Article 4 2019 and the COVID report, and seeing the fiscal gap which is there, that was when I expressed the view that maybe it's time for us to go, that's how far back, to go to the fund because it's not just about COVID. But we got all the COVID money, as I said already, and we could have used it to make a correction because the COVID money we got for ECF was 913 or so. You know, million US dollars. Here yeah, you're talking about six billion. Why was it not sufficient to do the correction? Something fundamentally wrong. Government's position was very simple no IMF program. It has so much hope in using domestic means to turn the nation's economic fortunes around. We are not going to the IMF. Whatever we do, we are not. The consequences are there. We are a proud nation. We have the resources. We have the capacity. Don't let anybody tell you. In the raging storm, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata was insistent that government wouldn't subscribe to an IMF program. If because of political pride and the rest of them we don't want to go, that is a different thing altogether. It should not be our first resort. 
but we have not demonstrated that on our own we'll be able to impose a fiscal consolidation that would elicit the appropriate response from duty bearers as perhaps we have seen in, in, in our relationship with the fund. If we could do that, why not? For 60-something years of independence, we can't keep going to the IMF. Anytime we go to the IMF, I feel that we... we I, I feel we've lost something, right, as, as a sovereign country and the rest of them. But IMF doesn't impose itself on any country. Through countries' own actions and inactions, mismanagement of the economy, and the rest of them takes them to, to the IMF. So if we arrive at that point where homegrown solution has probably failed to, 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 to get at the same result, we'll do that. I believe that in 2014, when the government made a call to the IMF, it wasn't because it was their first resort, right? Yeah, the fundamentals, they take so. My position has always been, once the government... So you had Dr. Akotov Ifriye uh, a while ago at the NPP headquarters saying that he wanted to address his chairman. So we'll take you live to the NPP headquarters because right now he's about to address his chairman. Chairman of the party in Greater Accra, Mr. Alfred Boyd. The co-chairman for the team is on his way. It took me nearly 45 minutes to get from here. Because of the downpour, I think there's a lot of things happening, yes. I mentioned it to him. Yes, uh, he's on his way, Mr. Kenwood Luoso. He will join us very soon. And then, of course, the coordinator of my national campaign, Peter, your own good friend, is here. But not only the core team members, we have here present with us Stalwarts of the party, party constituency chairman, largely from Greater Accra. If, if they can stand up for me to introduce them to you, behind you and in front of you, our constituency chairman of Greater Accra. We didn't make any effort to invite people around the country, as you've seen here recently. But I can tell you that amongst those who are here are people from Kumasi, from Tamale, from Wa, from Borga, and from the Volta region. These are all stars of the party who are here to support what I'm here to do today. So I'm in your hands as to how we go about the procedure for submitting our documents uh, to you. And thank you very much for that space. Uh, uh, as flyer of the party. MPP for a signatures. Sipo 
Empanye party. It did I also was it to one among. And now I think I have a brain. I say, you be in the chairman. And also a whole signature's name, Tom Prince, and also Bayano. Now say, yes, I'm in here. My friend, I said, man, I know a boy. I'm a good boy. I'm a good Say, Yemran, you be kind, Mr. Fred Boyer, from a greater crowd regional camp. If you are, Mr. Ken would know also, or no Nam Council Bow, no lawyer, Volta Regional Chairman, three times a man. Before Banum, no, no Dimakotrepa, or no so at the party, no, your campaign. Now, the official party, no, a campaign, no, or Nam Babia, yes, a Ghana man, Ramwa. All the rest I could talk campaign about two pono. And Peter or Miss Otin or no a woman in the Bencumsoa or TA. Now, and if you are greater crowd, I for or sooner party no or would die no constituencies. A bear a dunum and a woman so abedimachi say. Ebe <laughs> Uh, I fear So, it's in order. I'm here this morning with Patrick Quavey of the Research and Election Directorate, our Director of Finance and Admin, Mr. Yama William, soon to be doctor. <laughs> <laughs> my my good self, I mean uh, we've made us a family. So uh, on behalf of the committee, the committee uh, is chaired by Right Honourable Professor Michael Quay. He is assisted by Madame Rita Talata Sobai, second vice chairperson, and Madame Adelaide Ahre. Uh, known among many as uh, anti-fuel. And then the chairman of the Council of Elders, Honorable Hackman Ousuajiman. We also have the chairs of the Standing Committee of the National Council. So we have the chairman of the Finance Committee, Mr. Sesha Bankwa. We have the chair of the Legal and Constitutional Committee, uh, Mr. Frank Davis. We have Lord Kome, who chairs the Organizational Committee, Honorable will be among who chairs the research committee and uh, well you have the uh, uh, director of elections of the NPP at the NPP headquarters a former Greek minister is currently filing his nominations later former energy minister Bwachejaku would also be filing his nominations but uh, the speaker of parliament Alban Bagbin is meanwhile alarmed at the monetization 
of uh, elections in this country. He's been speaking uh, during the weekend. He says that we need to work on this in our country and addressing a public lecture on the 30 years of parliamentary service in Somali, he said the menace is eroding Ghana's democratic gains. There is no doubt that a lot of progress and achievements have been made in the democratic practice in Ghana. There is also no doubt that the system has been plagued with a lot of contradictions, corruption, mismanagement, numerous challenges, and self-inflicted wounds. There is no doubt that the balancing act in the hybrid system was not well thought through, and Parliament has been turned into the weakest link in the governance architecture. There is also no doubt in the minds of objective observers that Ghana is backsliding in its democratic journey. The recent call on Ghana and Ghanaians to accept the reality and collectively stand up to the challenge of the creeping lawlessness and national disintegration is a call that must be responded to decisively. We should not continue to remain oblivious to the political development in our sub-region and their implications for our country. We should not continue to gloat in falsehood and live in a fool's paradise thinking Ghana is going beyond what is happening around us. Not at all. We should not go to sleep or rest on our OS. Our beloved country is yet to consolidate and entrench the culture of multi-party democracy. The significance of the 30th anniversary celebrations, therefore, needs no emphasis. Despite government's many promises of ensuring floods do not continue to wreak havoc in flood-prone areas, some persons say they live in fear of the gathering of the rains because every drop in their vicinity results in floods, affecting their property and health, aside the emotional torture they endure until the waters recite. Hano Odame has been speaking to uh, some of them in our feature series uh, titled Floods of Trauma. Another big problem is that of poor drainage in our towns and cities, which leads to flooding during the rainy season. It is time to deal with these long-term problems and find long-lasting solutions, and we're doing just that. This sound of rain and its accompanying breeze sends many to sleep, snuggling safely and comfortably in a firm textured bed. For others, however, it is an announcement of despair. These days, when it rains just between two to three hours, then we get afraid. This has been Irama's fear for years. The gathering of the clouds does not bring she and her family any joy. They rather experience fright, confusion, and palpitation. It is very painful. I must tell you how I honestly feel about this situation. When it begins to rain around 5 p.m. and continues till around 8 p.m., we all get anxious. We get scared, even to put our heads on our beds. And yet, we are helpless because we seem not to have any solution. All we can do is to watch the rains drain into our rooms. An occupational hygienist, Dr. Roland Srebo, talks about the health hazards associated with the flats and dampness 
that Irama and others who are in similar situation are susceptible to. And sometimes after the flood has receded, the, the damp environment can also promote allergic reaction that can uh, easily uh, promote asthmatic attack. So in effect, these are some of the things uh, that flooding can cause. And let's not forget, malaria is also knocking uh, on our dogs after flooding. Because after flooding, we realize that uh, there may be stagnant waters within our community. And this uh, can promote the breeding of mosquitoes. And we know the mosquitoes are the vectors of uh, malaria. So by so doing, um, malaria uh, infection can increase. Uh, during this time of flooding. But Tirama, who was born in this house, cannot move out. Her source of livelihood was mainly from renting these 14 separate room apartments to tenants. That is no longer an option because her income has greatly dwindled with no one accepting to rent a house which gets flooded every time it rains. Look behind me. I have lots of empty rooms which I could have rented so I would earn some income. But I cannot do so because the rainwaters come in and destroy all the property of tenants. I have two rooms with a hall. I have self-contained. I have about six single rooms with each having its porch. They are all empty. Imagine how much I would have been earning from these empty rooms if I was renting them out. Yet, all these rooms are locked because of the rain. Recently, someone came to rent this particular one, but the rains destroyed all his things, so he left. Recently, someone came to rent this particular one, but the rains destroyed all his things, so he left. It's at various databases uh, to the extent possible, um, and then also all then be able to obtain information that is relevant uh, to this course. Um, this would also be data that's available for financial service providers themselves to also understand the various dynamics and help them to design more appropriate uh, products and services going forward. Irama is concerned about the hazardous impacts of the flats on her children and grandchildren, the mental torture, the inconvenience. In the wars, we can at least mitigate the impact of the flats on their health. We need to leave our compound greened. Why am I saying that? Because it's a fashion now for people to concrete their uh, compound. By so doing, the water does not get uh, space to drain or go into the soil. When the compounds are green and left nicely green, they, when it rains, the, some of the water will sink down and, and, and it, it may prevent a lot of them going. Because when we concrete our houses, our homes, it means that the water that's coming from our home is going to add up to others, other persons on, in, at the end of the day. Uh, that is what can result in flood. And we should also try as much as possible not to build on waterway. From the Kwame Chroma Circle, I am Hannah Odami for Joy News. They were set to picket the Buffer Stock Company last week, Tuesday, to demand two years of arrears owed them. They had to suspend their intended action and engage the government on their concerns with the hope of addressing those issues. I'm talking about the National Food Suppliers Association. And in the studio with me right now is the spokesperson for the association, his Kweku Amedume. Right? Did I mention the name yes, right? That is right? Good to see you this Good morning. To see you too. So tell me, first of all, what kind of food stuff do you supply to the buffer stock? Yes, I'd like to say good morning to you and um, your cherished uh, viewers. Uh, we deal in uh, maize, rice, um, oil, palm oil, vegetable oil, uh, milk, all food supplies that 
all food stuffs that the uh, students at SHS eat or consume, we undertake supply of those foods to okay. the various schools. Okay. We do that on behalf of uh, the government. Okay. How long have you been doing this and uh, what has changed this time around in terms of payment? We've been doing that uh, since the inception of the, the free SHS program okay. of the government. And um, from the beginning, it's been smooth. Uh, payment has been prompt until recently when things have not taken shape, until recently when um, payments have not been coming as it were. Um, Bafastock has uh, been indebted, has, has been in, in debted to our suppliers for the last two years. Okay. Uh, we've uh, made several supplies to Bafastock, but they have failed to honor their commitment by way of payment to our members. And so we, we've done all we, we could do to make our, our grievances uh, attended to, but government has not uh, heeded to our call yet. And so we, we decided to pick it on the 24th of um, May. Um, the new Chevy Silverado HD puts you in command. Own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology. And own technology with an available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet. They agreed. Uh, we agreed that we would give them some time again. We give them two weeks again. Our economy has been managed based on the neoliberal free market. Economists will ensure that payments are affected. We've been told that controller and accountant general have been informed or have been instructed to effect payment to our members. So we want to give the government have to be given. In. When last week? Yes, on the day before the picketing, uh, we were invited to have a discussion by uh, the authority okay. where we were shown some evidence to the fact that um, the monies will be paid in due course. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not want to believe in those promises because uh, several of those promises have been given, yet we've never seen the fulfillment of those promises. But yeah. with this one, we're hoping that government will come forth with its own promises. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, by Friday we don't get to hear anything by, by, from government, we will go back pick it. And, and it's been how many days since that meeting? It's been um, it's been six days now. Six, six days. days now. And so up to Friday will be about. Uh, will be about fourteen two, days. Fourteen uh, days, which weeks. is the two weeks yes. ultimatum. So as it stands now, what's the outstanding? Um, RES um, the outstanding areas is running up to 250 million Ghana cities, 270 million Ghana cities. Okay. And um, we just want, we, we wouldn't want to be discussing um, the, the, the details, details of those things in public domain. But it's, it's been really frustrating. Our members are really fr- frustrated. Um, it will interest you to know that some of our members are dead wow. as a result of the frustrations they go through. Um, most of them go in for bank loans. Some rely on some credibility to secure funding source to finance their businesses. Yeah. And that credibility is dwindling. Banks are on us. Our, collect, our, our properties or assets that we use to secure those loans for our businesses are in the verge of being taken over by, by the bank. Mm. And that is what we are appealing to government, for government to, see some, to do something about this. Failure of which we would have our members lose a lot from their businesses. Mm. How, how long have you uh, stopped supplying? I mean, I mean, how long has it been that... We have not stopped supplying. You are still supplying, are still supplying even though as we, as we speak now, areas. Yes, as we speak now, there are current areas. There are still payments that yet to be made, apart from the 270 million I'm talking about. Um, there are other ones that have not been paid. But we are more particular about this 270 million because it has been long overdue. This money has been in arrears for since 2002, 2001-2002 academic year. Mm. And if you calculate the inflation, the interest rate up to date, you realize that even if those monies are given to us, the value of those monies have reduced drastically. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are pleading to government that we want to encourage, we want to continue with the supply. 
we want to support the government policy of free SHS. But we cannot do so if our monies are locked up with the government that we do, we've done everything possible to get our money back. It's not, it's not, we're not getting it. Mm. So we're hoping that this time around, government would uh, honor its own promises mm. as it made us to believe that by Friday we'll be getting our money. Mm. If not, then we'll be we're going back picketing. You go back picketing, yes. but is there a possibility that you would also stop supplying if government doesn't fulfill its promise? We might get there. We might get there because you'll agree with me that even that 270 million at the time, it is not of the same value today. Mm. So if it continues, if government keeps holding up to that money, most definitely it will, it will, frustrating, it will be frustrating our supply. Mm. Most of these foodstuffs, we go to get them on credit from the farmers ourselves. And so no farmer would want to continue giving you foodstuffs when you have not given back what you have, got, you have come to, to, to take already. Yeah. And so we, we're only pleading with government, with all humility, that most of these suppliers are women. And they come, across, they come from all the regions. Some come from Brongahafu, some come from uh, Upper West, Upper East, mm. just to demand for their money. And we've been doing that for the past two years. Yeah. Imagine somebody flying all the way from Kumasi or Brongahafu to come to uh, collect his money from Buffer Stock, only to be told that the CEO is not around. And the person has to go back and... To spend two days, you need to pay for a hotel, you need to pay for food, and all those things we've been doing for the past two years. Yeah. And that's why we, we, we feel more agitated now. We, we feel more anxious because we are losing our jobs. Mm. We are getting out of, my, out of the credit market. Mm. Before now, when credit, when Buffer Stock gives you contract, yeah. you could use Buffer Stock letterhead mm -hmm. to go and source for funding. Yeah. But today, because of the delay in payment, when Buffer Stock gives you contract letter, you cannot use that contract letter to go and secure any funding because people don't believe in the credit worthiness of Buffer Stock again. Mm. Not to talk about we, those of us who don't even use credit and letterhead, but we go with our face to, to, to collect money to do business. We're only pleading with government mm. that government should do as it promises okay. so that by Friday we wouldn't be coming to. Um, the studios here to discuss monies owed to us, our members. Right. So, Kweko Amedome, thank you so much. We'll be coming to um, the studios here to discuss monies owed to us, our members. Right. So, Kweko Amedome, thank you so much. Now on the COP, do you know what it does? The COP plant, God has made it in such a way that when the COP plant matures, there are some flowers that it bears. And when the wind blows, the there are certain things in the flowers that falls off and then these trunks, because they are at the edge of this cone, they receive those seeds and they, this one is used like a channel <laughs> and the seeds passes through this and then it's... Do that, you go back... We'll go back picketing. Picketing. Yes. Well, this is something we'll be looking uh, forward to because if this does not happen, the possibility of senior high school students lack... <laughs> Builders of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! Hey. The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning, and my opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elude prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti in Lewis. Joy Business Social comes your way this every Thursday at 6 p.m. exclusively live on the Joy Business and Joy 99.7 FM Facebook pages. Follow our live updates and engage with us on Twitter via the hashtag Joy Business Social. You can also engage with us on LinkedIn at Joy Business Ghana. All your questions relating to business and the guest of the day will be tackled live and direct. Joy Business, empowering, prospering together.
5FM on Facebook at love99.5FM. Joy learning and joy pride. It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease request, or capital. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark. And 2 p.m. each day, the Love FM High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. Overcast and Pandora, take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Authorities and pupils of Duosi Primary School in the Wild West District of the Upper West Region are heaving a sigh of relief following the handing over of a six-unit classroom with ancillary facilities to the school. The project is part of the bank's Orange Impact Initiative, which seeks to address challenges in access to education. Managing Director of Fidelity Bank, Julian Oponi, noted that apart from the building donated to the community, the bank has also impacted the lives of the people as 90% of the labor force for the project came from the Duosi community. Join us as Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam was at the commissioning and our reports. Managing Director of Fidelity Bank, Julian Oponi, in a brief remark before he handed over the new Duosi Primary School to the community through further light on the project and the impact it has made in the Dorsey community. I'm very, very glad and delighted to see that the construction was not done by external contractors. It was a collaborative effort between our contractor and 90% of the labor employed for this school came from Dorsey itself. So by including the people, we're happy that we've created some impact and created employment opportunities here within this community. In addition to the infrastructure, we thought it was important to go the extra mile to ensure sustainability and energy efficiency of the school. So I'm delighted to announce that by now that the school has been equipped with a solar energy system. And these solar panels will harness the power of the sun to provide clean and renewable source of energy, ensuring that the classrooms are lit 24-7, and also where they need other assistance with regards to the sockets and other energy supply, that will be provided for by the solar energy that has been provided for the school. He assured the people of the bank's continuous support to the community. That this is not the last time you will see Fidelity Bank in Joseph. We have, we have recently launched our employee volunteering program, and very soon you see some of our staff from Fidelity Bank and why maybe outside of WAS well coming to the school to support teaching and extracurricular activities. Senior Divisional Chief of Dorse in the Durmo traditional area, Naba Wasedu, commanded the bank for the project. Education is a bedrock of development, and for a bank such as Fidelity Bank, Ghana, to have chosen a hard to reach community as Duarte in the Wild West speaks volumes of a genuine desire by the bank to bring development through education to the community as a social corporate, uh, corporate responsibility deserves commendation and gratitude. One name, however, stood out for praise and commendation by every speaker at the function. Felicia Tenyota Zanko works as a cleaner at the World Branch of Fidelity Bank and it is through her persuasion that the project came to the community. A cleaner, please get this word, a cleaner in Fidelity Bank, who braved all us with humility to impress her bosses to get Duase added to the 15 communities to benefit from this magnificent project consisting of six spacious classrooms and an office fully furnished and fitted with solar light 
to brighten the school at night to enable the people steady to improve on their knowledge. Authorities at the Dorsey Primary School express their joy over the new facility, stating that it will improve learning at the school. It, it was really a challenge to us. And even if we ourselves, sometimes you come to school, how you improve learning at the school. It, it was really a challenge to us. And even if we ourselves, sometimes you come to school, how you is also there. And that can only part government on its back. But this is coming on the heel of we looking at the prices of fuel and transport coming down and the inflation for the locally produced language to help the people of Duase and we are uh, the teachers uh, as well in our teaching and learning. With the new Duase Primary School project over, Pesha will now serve to the world was sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. Agronaede HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Government says it will continue to scale up its vaccination for more of its eligible citizens despite the end of COVID-19 pandemic. The World Health Organization on the 5th of May this year declared that the virus which forced countries worldwide into a lockdown will no longer be considered as a global health emergency. However, the government of Ghana says lessons learned during the pandemic underscore the need for global partnership which eight countries such as Ghana to build resilience. Foreign Affairs Minister Shelley Ayokobuchi reading a speech on behalf of President Ekoforado at a ceremony to honor international partners. She said government will continue to cooperate with more actors to rally around the goal of making the world a safer place. The award ceremony brought together members of the diplomatic community in Ghana and other officials of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration. The event was a continuation of President Kofado's initiative started in March this year, aimed at recognizing institutions, governments, and other international organizations which supported Ghana's fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Minister for Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration, Shelley Ayokobuchi, who read the speech on behalf of President Kofado, noted that the lessons learned from the global pandemic indicate that Ghana cannot be an island without strengthening partnership with foreign governments and other international agencies. Indeed, the collective efforts of your support towards Ghana's developmental agenda are truly measurable. Today's ceremony, however, serves as a special recognition of the strong partnership between our respective governments and organizations. This partnership has been exemplified through the provision of personal protective equipment, PPEs, various vaccines, and other crucial medical supplies during the global COVID-19 pandemic. Touching on measures to build resilience, the minister also indicated that government will see to the completion of a national vaccine institute that will scale up the country's capacity to vaccinate more of its citizens while sharing the same expertise with the rest of the African continent. The decline in the number of confirmed cases observed in Ghana since 25th of April 2020 can be attributed to the measures taken by the government in cooperation with the people of Ghana as well as the invaluable 
support provided by you to this country. The global pandemic has taught us the importance of global partnerships. Since no country is an island, it is also possible to transform existing threats into opportunities, fostering resilience and achieving a better recovery through knowledge sharing among countries that have been at the forefront of the fight against the pandemic. In line with this vision, His Excellency the President of Ghana in May 2023 commissioned the National Vaccine Manufacturing Plant, collaborating with key partners from the private and public sectors, academic and research institutions, as well as organizations like the World Health Organization, GIZ, and the European Union. This initiative aligns with the goal of local vaccine development and manufacturing for the continent. Key amongst the recipients of the awards were the COVID-19 Vaccine Alliance, COVAX, the American CDC, the German Development Corporation, GIZ, amongst others. On behalf of the awardees, we would like to express our deepest gratitude for the distinguished honor bestowed upon us by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Ghana. We are immensely humbled and grateful to receive these prestigious awards. This recognition not only represents a significant milestone in our individual careers, but also serves as a testament to the enduring friendship and diplomatic ties between our nations and institutions and corporations. Six senior high schools in the Upper East Region are gearing up to stamp their presence in the 2023 National Science and Maths Quiz Championship later this year. The school, Notre Dame Seminary, Navrongo SHS, RSHTS, uh, Bogatanga Senior High School, Sandema Senior High School, and Bongo Senior High School will be amongst at least 135 qualified schools from across Ghana to battle for the bragging rights. Emmanuel Baitkweko has a wrap of the contest. At the end of the contest, here are the scores. Sirigu Integrated SHS has negative four. Garu SHS has no point, and Bongo SHS has 23 points. And that was the final announcement, sealing the last available slot for the Upper East Region. Bongo SHS, in what appeared to be a loud contest for them, booked a slot to the national tournament with 23 points against their contenders who struggled to garner a point. Bonsek! Bonsek! Definitely knowledge is power. How does this make you feel qualifying to the nationals? Qualifying to the nationals, I'm so delirious. Yeah, I must say. Uh, it's not uh, easy, but uh, we have been able to make it. You, you are saying you are coming like fire. The other schools, what should they come with? <coughs> they can come with water. Why? <coughs> because at least I know that if they are coming with fire, we will pour, uh, let me say, petrol or something there to and bring a lot of fire so they should just expect the best from us 22 schools in the upper east region slagged it out to secure one of the coveted six available slots for the region in the national championship Notre Dame Seminary in a masterful display extended Bogatanga girls' losing streak after beating them by a 30-point margin. The sons of Mother Mary are taking every contest gradually to hopefully land the national trophy. We don't deal with past glories, so let's just wait for the future. We don't toss dice to know whether we'll win or not. Whether we win or not depends on us. Let the experiment come. We'll experiment and get the results. I want to know the experiments you are actually are talking about. See, um, win or not depends on us. Let the experiment come. We'll experiment and get the results. I want to know the experiments you are. The waves were muddy and fierce as could be when my lady and I got lost at sea. We tossed and turned and we nearly drowned when my brave little boat went down. Huh. Whoa, 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 no, none of that's true. You haven't had a date in a year or two. The sea was calm and the sky was clear and you crashed right into the pier. Yeah, fine. Accidents don't just happen in sea shanties, so Progressive Boat Insurance has you covered. Take as little as four minutes to see what you can save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms and not available for all boats or in all situations. Recovery through knowledge sharing among countries.
that have been at the forefront of the fight against the pandemic. In line with this vision, His Excellency the President of Ghana in May 2023 commissioned the National Vaccine Manufacturing Plant, collaborating with key partners from the private and public sectors, academic and research institutions, as well as organizations like the World Health Organization, GIZ, and the European Union. This initiative aligns with the goal of local vaccine development and manufacturing for the continent. Key amongst the recipients of the awards were the COVID-19 Vaccine Alliance, COVAX, the American CDC, the German Development Corporation, GIZ, amongst others. On behalf of the awardees, we would like to express our deepest gratitude for the distinguished honor bestowed upon us by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Ghana. We are immensely humbled and grateful to receive these prestigious awards. This recognition not only represents a significant milestone in our individual careers, but also serves as a testament to the enduring friendship and diplomatic ties between our nations and institutions and corporations. Six senior high schools in the Upper East region are gearing up to stamp their presence in the 2023 National Science and Maths Quiz Championship later this year. The school, Notre Dame Seminary, Navrongo SHS, RSHTS, uh, Bogatanga Senior High School, Sandema Senior High School, and Bongo Senior High School will be amongst at least 135 qualified schools from across Ghana to battle for the bragging rights. Emmanuel Baitkweko has a wrap of the contest. At the end of the contest, here are the scores. Sirigu Integrated SHS has negative four. Garu SHS has no point, and Bongo SHS has 23 points. And that was the final announcement, sealing the last available slot for the Upper East region. Bongo SHS, in what appeared to be a loud contest for them, moved 